Welcome to Under Your Influence, a podcast series produced by Impact Teen Drivers in partnership with the National Road Safety Foundation. Parents and guardians are the number one influencers of teens' attitudes and behaviors in a car. With true stories and helpful tips, we are empowering parents and teen influencers to help stop the number one killer of teens in America, car crashes, especially those caused by reckless and distracted driving. Thanks for joining us for today's Under Your Influence, episode two, DDL what? My name is Dr. Kelly Browning, and I'm the proud executive director for Impact Teen Drivers, an organization dedicated to stopping the number one killer of teens. As your kids have been going through the education process, you keep hearing about new math, common core, and wondering what was wrong with the way we learned arithmetic and how to read. Well, now your teen is getting ready to get their license and you thought all you had to do was sign them up for driver's education, maybe a few practice sessions at a parking lot or back roads, and your kid would be ready to drive. All of a sudden you're hearing something about graduated driver licensing or GDL laws. You might be thinking, GDL what? These laws weren't around when I first started to drive. And you'd probably be correct. Most GDL laws didn't start in many of our states until the late 90s, early 2000s, and they've evolved over time. However, since GDL laws have come into effect, they've become a proven practice that's helped reduce serious injuries and fatalities for young teen drivers by up to 40%. Every state has adopted some form of GDL law. These are simply a tiered process to getting a driver license. And each stage of licensure has been designed based on looking at crash data. So why does it matter if we follow graduated driver licensing laws? Well, GDL laws reduce the two highest risk factors for new teen drivers, nighttime driving and teen passengers, while our new drivers safely gain experience behind the wheel. Think of GDL much like teaching your child to ride a bike. You probably didn't put them on the fastest road bike out there. Instead, you most likely started them out with a tricycle of some sort and eventually graduated into a two wheel bike and maybe an intermediate period for training wheels. Of course, you always remember to tell your child to wear their bike helmet, watch for cars, and people not paying attention while they were driving. Well, GDL is really the same thing for a new driver. We're working to minimize injuries and fatalities and maximize the protective factors as your child is learning to drive safely. You might be thinking, my kid is a good kid and his friends are good kids. I'm not worried if they ride together. I'd like to introduce you to Colleen and her daughters. Riley and Ryan, as she shares her story with us. I'm Colleen. I am Ryan's mother. Colleen, tell me a little bit more about Ryan. Ryan was one of those kids that it didn't matter what you were doing. She just made it exciting and she made it fun. So um, she just had this crazy personality that it, it was never quiet. There was always noise and laughter. Ryan sounds like an amazing daughter. What were her sister and her like together? Um, you know, Riley and Ryan were never apart. You know, their whole life, they were always together. And she was the kind that it was like, okay, we're, I want to go to the mall. We want to go with me? And Ryan was like, yes, I want to go with you. Okay, if you go with me, I'll buy you something. You know, you know most siblings don't do that. They're like, I don't want to see my sister. Like, I want to go hang out with my friends. So my girls, they wanted to hang out with each other over friends. It was always them first. They sound really special. Can you tell me what happened the day of the crash? 
Riley was the driver and Abby, her friend, was in the passenger and then Ryan was sitting in the back seat. They get in the car and they start heading home and Riley's friend grabbed her phone and started playing songs. I got about a half a mile and there had been an accident down the road which had backed up traffic. So when she came over the hill, she slammed on the brakes which caused the car to fishtail and she tapped the car in front of her. But when the next car was coming, the girl was on speakerphone with her mom and was looking down at her phone. So when she came up over the hill, she wasn't paying attention to see that the traffic was stopped. And when she finally looked up and slammed on the brakes, it was too late and she hit Ryan directly at 34 miles per hour. I think often we think that crashes involving fatalities only happen at high rates of speed, but the reality is any speed can be fatal when inattention is involved. Colleen, how did you find out about the crash? One of the deputy sheriffs calls me and he tells me that they're life lighting Ryan. When I got into the emergency room, they let me go see Riley. When I saw Riley, she was on a stretcher and the deputy sheriff and the chaplain came and I'm like, why the chaplain? Because in the movies, you just know it's not good. He said um, she went into cardiac arrest for 20 minutes. But they were able to get her heart going again. And that they did a brain scan and there was nothing. And I said, so what does that mean? Does that mean she's gone? And he said, yes. I'm so sorry for your loss, Colleen. What a tragedy. What do you think we can do to help stop this from happening in the future to other families? You might think that you're the best driver, but in a situation, that one second or half second, that you make the choice to change the station or change the playlist on your Spotify or talk to your passenger or talk on your phone, you're taking somebody else's life in your hands. Parents need to teach their kids that as passengers, they need to make sure that that car ride is safe. And if it's not, that they need to speak up. When their head is down on the phone, they're not paying attention. And that extra set of eyes can make all the difference. Just pay attention, speak up, and look ahead. Colleen, why are you choosing to share your story? The reason I'm choosing to share Ryan's story is because everyone had a choice. And if everyone would have chose differently, Ryan would still be here. If Riley didn't choose to give a friend a ride home, if Riley's friend hadn't been on the phone shuffling playlist and watching out the windows of what was in front of them, if the driver hadn't been on her phone looking down, talking to her mother on speakerphone, if her passenger was to looking up and looking ahead, then maybe it would have given everybody a half a second, even more, to pay attention and see what's going on and stopped this from happening. Thank you, Colleen. I appreciate you again turning a tragedy into a teachable moment for the rest of us. 
it doesn't matter what state you're from, whether you are from a rural area or an urban area, whether your kid is on honor roll or one that struggles to get B's and C's in school. There's only one thing every family that has lost a child in a preventable crash has in common. They never thought it would happen to them or their family. This happens to other people. But we have to remember, even if we make 999 good decisions behind the wheel, that one poor decision can and often does change lives forever. Ryan's death was 100% preventable. Her sister Riley, the driver of the car, she lived every day knowing Ryan shouldn't have died that day. Can you imagine how challenging that must be? Imagine as a mom what it must be to have lost a daughter being driven by another one of your daughters, and it was preventable. Just imagine if Riley hadn't been telling her friend how to adjust the playlist on her cell phone while she was driving, had she noticed the cars in front of her had come to a stop, had the other teen driver not been on her cell phone talking to her mom, just a matter of a couple of seconds of attention behind the wheel, and Ryan, a smart, gregarious, and beautiful young 13-year-old girl would still be alive today. Simple, everyday behaviors and choices that are perfectly legal and acceptable to do until they're done behind the wheel of a car where they can become deadly. Let's talk a little bit more about the graduated driver licensing law and why it exists. I wanna bring in our expert, Officer Korea from the California Highway Patrol. Officer Korea. Thanks, Kelly. As we learned in episode one, it is critical to role model good driving and riding behaviors for our kids every ride. This is a very important starting place for those of us with kids, but we also have to acknowledge that even if we have done a great job role modeling good behaviors behind the wheel for the first 15 years of our child's life, it's ultimately those decisions they're going to make when we as parents are not there that could greatly impact the rest of their life. Yeah, that's a very valid point, Officer Korea. Um, and I think we forget that. It's different when we're not in the car with them to remind them. You know, not about parents looking over their shoulder, PLOS, but what they choose to do when we're not in the car with them. So what else can we do? You know, we talked a little bit about the graduated driver licensing. Why is that important to us? Well, Kelly, because understanding and following the graduated driver's licensing laws are important. Ryan's story is tragic, both for the loss of Ryan as well as for her sister, who was the driver of the car Ryan was in when she lost her life. Trust me, just hearing Ryan's story will ensure I never put my two boys in the car together until my oldest has had at least one year of safe driving experience. Nor will I let them have any of their friends in the car until it is legal and safe for them to do so. Yeah, I guess it really isn't about um, bad kids doing bad things. It's really about good kids and them just making one simple poor choice. Do you think that kids really act that different you know, drive their friends home after school, after a game? You don't think it is, but just like any time our kids are around their friends at school, on the field, or just hanging out, they make different decisions than they do when they're around us as parents. It's important to recognize the ride changes when our kids begin driving with other young passengers in the car. Let's break this down a little bit further, right? And talk about what the statistics show us. Simply by having one additional teen passenger in the car with a young driver, the fatal crash risk doubles. 
and having three young passengers, the fatal crash rate actually quadruples. That's crazy. Let me get that right. You're saying simply by adding one teen passenger, the crash rate of someone losing their life doubles? Yes. And I certainly empathize with parents. It's tough to get our kids to all their activities and sporting events while trying to juggle our careers and our sanity. I completely understand how exciting it can be for a parent to realize that when one of their kids is about to get their driver's license, how they might be able to help with some of those rides and some of those duties. But just stop and think for a moment. Do your kids always get along at the dinner table or on a family trip? Do they ever argue about what they want to watch on TV when you're right there in the room? Of course they do. Of course they do. Why wouldn't some of that same behavior carry over when they get behind the wheel together? So what do you suggest we do as parents? Kelly, what I suggest is to give your new driver one year of safe driving before you put other passengers or siblings behind the wheel with them. Somehow you managed to get your kids where they needed to be these first 15 years, right? Give them one more year, if at all possible, for their own safety. Having teen passengers in the car is just one more distraction a new teen driver doesn't need. I can certainly understand how having other passengers, young passengers, would influence a ride. What about the nighttime? How is that more dangerous? As an officer who has worked both day shift and graveyard shift at night, I can promise you nighttime driving is a much more dangerous time to drive. Our road and surrounding visibility is reduced, and we can only see where our headlights are aimed. There are more impaired drivers and drowsy drivers on the road, and if you live in an area where there's animals, you don't often see them until they are right there in your headlights. Be sure to take the time and make sure you know your state's nighttime driving restriction laws. This is really good information. I appreciate it as a parent, Officer Korea. But did you get a law that actually work or are they just kind of a, another thorn as a parent? Yes, they, they work. In fact, they have been proven to reduce teen driving serious injury and fatalities by up to 40%. I think it's important for us as parents not only to hear the laws, but to truly understand why it is incredibly important that we actually follow them. All right, I have another one for you, Officer Korea. As a parent who really enforced the graduated driver licensing process in my home and followed all the restrictions, I can tell you it's really hard to be, quote, that parent when other parents don't enforce them. Any advice for those of us parents that sometimes feel like we're on a deserted island because we're actually following the graduated driver licensing laws? This is a great question, Kelly, and one I often hear. Parents, we need to stick together and we need to speak up with other parents. Talk to your child's friends, parents, make a pact, whether it's figuring out who will help drive your kids home from games or to the prom, etc. right? Talk to each other and make it a priority to follow the laws that are in place to help keep your kids safe. Remember, if you make an exception because it's a special event like homecoming or prom or whatever it is, let your team violate the provisions of their immediate license not only could they lose their license, they could lose their life. If we as adults don't follow the GDL laws, why would we expect our kids to? If we make exceptions, they'll make exceptions. Help your teen make the safest choice for themselves and others they share the roadway with.
GDL laws help keep your child, my child, my family, and others safe. This is extremely helpful information, Officer Korean. I'm just thinking as parents, we so often spend so much time trying to to pick the best schools, the best areas for our kids, you know, the safest helmets, different things. But we don't often spend that time really thinking about how we can follow the best practices based on the evidence out there, which is why those GDL laws exist. So I really am grateful. And as parents, we've got to remember driving truly is a privilege. It's not a right. Make sure your kid is making good decisions at home before they get behind the wheel. Together, we can stop the number one killer of kids, preventable car crashes. For more safe driving tips, please visit impactteamdrivers.org. And always remember, your choices can save lives. Thank you for listening to Under Your Influence Episode 2. GDL what? Join us next time for Life in the Fast Lane. Make sure to subscribe to Under Your Influence, a podcast produced by Impacting Drivers in partnership with the National Road Safety Foundation. And if this podcast helped you out, even with just one new tip or one new way to think about teen driving, consider leaving a review to help other parents find us.